Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, two quick announcements. Uh, one, we have rooted starting uh, in next week, next Sunday. If you haven't signed up for that, you want to sign up for it, go to our website. It's a 10-week small, small group uh, where we go through some material together. It's about just meeting new people uh, and diving deeper into your faith. And what a great time to do it right in the new year. Uh, second is Step In. Uh, our Step In class is just a class where you get to meet some of our staff and learn more about what we do as a church. That's on January 28th, right after third service. Uh, if you want to come to that, sign up on our website as well. Um, we would love to meet you there. Uh, so thanks, Tyler, for sharing the story of the wise men, again, that came to travel far to see this newborn king. Kids, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, everyone else, what an absolute joy it is to see all of your fake smiles when that fake smile came up. It was great. Um, that's what they get to do back in Grace Kids every week. So it's an awesome time. Uh, they do an awesome job. Um, time and time again, we just, we just hear how much your kids love it. So uh, the Christmas season has come and gone. Uh, how many of you guys still have some family Christmas stuff to do? I'm sorry. Uh, a babe in a manger born for us. Right, that's what this season was all about. Not just the birth, uh, but that he actually came for us. He came to share the good news and to be the good news. And he came to dwell among us, entering the world as a baby, growing up, living a life, taking on the sins of the world in his life. But now we find ourselves entering a new year, right? A new season is upon us. This is the week that I refer to as the week that stands still. You don't really want to start those New Year's resolutions yet, but you also don't want to keep eating the Christmas leftovers. <laughs> you kind of feel like you're in limbo. Your kids aren't back in school yet. You might have not went to work this week. You're all out of whack. You don't know what to do. It's the week that stands still. Maybe you find yourself, like me, a little bit hung up on the nostalgia of Christmas past, uh, all the memories you made growing up, all the good things, maybe some of the bad things, the hard moments, the Christmases that were white, the Christmases that were warm. Uh, maybe you think of some of your favorite Christmas traditions. As a family, we read Luke 2 every year uh, as a family, but for this year, uh, I thought, why not just keep reading Luke 2? You know, we stop at, at verse 20 and we're just like, ah, oh, what a good story for the Christmas season. But what if you keep reading? So this year, we did. If you keep reading in Luke 2, uh, from where you stop it, for Christmas, you end up running into this story about 12-year-old Jesus, one that I think is quite funny, also kind of scary if you're a parent, um, but this is really the only story we have of Jesus growing up, right? There's, there's Jesus as a baby, Christmas time, and then we have Jesus as full-grown man. Not a whole lot in between, but this one story, we find Jesus roaming around the temples, listening, learning, and asking questions to the people around him. Jesus and his family uh, were celebrating the Feast of Passover. Just some context, to go to the Feast of Passover where Jesus lived was some 90 miles away. So they walked there every year. This was a yearly thing that they did. They just went to the Feast of Passover. 90 miles. So it's done. They celebrated they all leave. Mary and Joseph start heading back, and they just kind of assumed that Jesus was with them in the crowd of people. Uh, parents, don't assume that your kids are with the crowd of people. Uh, Jesus was not with them. They turned around, took him one day to get out there, realized Jesus wasn't with them, 
traveled uh, back again to Jerusalem. So they spent two days worth of traveling and then another three days to actually find him. Talk about a long walk back home for Jesus, right? Uh, imagine your, your parents <laughs> finding you five days later. But the cool thing about this story is that although Mary might have been upset at Jesus, I imagine maybe a little bit, but he's the son of God. So how mad can you really be? The cool thing about this is that in Luke 2.51, it says that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. I mean, again, how mad are you going to be at Jesus, right? And how mad are you going to be that he's in the temples learning from from all these people? And then I think one of the coolest verses in in all of the Bible, Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This one story about this Jesus, the Jesus that's not baby or man, and this is what it says about him, that he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Right? Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human and still fully a 12-year-old, something I think we just skip over. Right? He, was, he was a 12-year-old, probably would have been around you know, your sixth grade age, all that kind of stuff. And I think this story might be in there to show us that we go through seasons of life. Jesus came into the world as a baby, not as a 30-year-old man. He grew up, right? We all grow up. You are not the same age that you were yesterday or the day before that or last year or when you were born. We've all grown up to be where we are right now in our lives. Jesus probably cried as a baby. Crying is not a sin as much as we might think it is. Uh, It might sound sinful at times, but that's what babies do, right? Jesus was a baby. He was a teenager. He probably went through all of the things that teenagers went through, all of the things that that you know all all so well. (laughs) He grew up. He had friends. He ate dinner with people. He grew up. It was a season. Mary and Joseph found themselves uh, in the season of parenting teenage Jesus in this story in Luke 2. Jesus was a teenager in this, in this season. You, your life, uh, you right now in your life, you are in a season of life. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's just a season? It's just a season. Tacey and I are, are in this season of, uh, of awaiting our third little one any day now. Right? We are in that season two weeks away. Buckle up. <laughs> but today I want to talk about finding yourself in a season of life. You find yourself in seasons of life, usually marked by age, uh, singleness, uh, married, dating, you know, relationally, parenting, empty nester, worked, retired, school-aged. All of these things kind of mark some of the seasons that we're in. And then spiritually, you find yourself in seasons as well. Maybe you're in a season of of grieving. Maybe you're in a season of, of just anger towards God. Maybe you're in a season of just feeling stuck or overwhelmed. Maybe you find yourself in a season of, of like, I am just rocking on all cylinders right now. I am thriving. Maybe you are in a season of just embracing the love of Jesus. We have seasons. It's the reality that we live in. Ecclesiastes 3 says this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. 
a time to mourn and a time to dance, and on and on. Six months old, five years old, 45, 85, you are in a season. You might not know it. You might not even be able to say what season you're in, other than just your age or some of those characteristics. But we all have seasons, and we grow in those seasons. I think it's just an important part of who we are. One of our core values as a church is growing people change. We change. We grow. And growing oftentimes doesn't look pretty. (laughs) I've seen people come out of a season of despair from a loss on both sides of faith or on the other side of health issues or going, you know, or they'll go through these things and come out the other side stronger than ever or questioning everything they believe. One of the things I say often in our house is that growing pains hurt. Think back to when you were in middle school and you were, you know, growing and nobody really knows what's going on with their life and your elbows hurt from your arms getting longer, your knees hurt from growing. Growing pains literally hurt. So is it with life. Growing pains can hurt. Some seasons are are way longer than others. Some seasons are shorter than others. So I want to touch on today some hopefully encouraging thoughts about seasons as we naturally enter into a new one, uh, one that is defined by the flip of a page on our calendars. Not necessarily our age or anything else, but just a natural reset for a lot of us, entering into a new year. So first thing is seasons are meant to change. We all know this. Uh, We see it with uh, the, the weather patterns, all that kind of stuff. Seasons are meant to change. Without the rain in April, uh, we don't get the May flowers, right? Without winter, we don't fully enjoy the summer. Although, I would argue, even without it, we would still enjoy summer. <laughs> we all go through uh, changes. We all end up growing up, right? We all, have, uh, we all go through things that we encountered growing up that have shaped us to be who we are today. Jesus, he was born a baby, became a teenager like in Luke 2, and grew into a man. He had physical seasons marked by age. So do we. We have physical seasons, uh, although we're not the same size as we were when we were born. And hopefully we're not thinking the same way uh, as we were when we were born either, or when 10 years ago or 15 years ago or however long. Hopefully we are growing because seasons bring change. There are so many things that, again, define seasons, loss, grief, joy, growth, faithfulness. But we are never told to just stay in that season. In fact, all throughout Scripture, there are references to us growing in our knowledge, growing in our understanding, growing in our love of other people. Uh, Hebrews 6.1, for example, says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. There is growth that is supposed to happen in our lives, not just mentally or physically, but just all of it, literally all of it. We are meant to grow. Seasons change because we change. Seasons change because we grow in our understanding of God and his redemptive story and plan in our lives. There is a purpose behind us leaving a season and entering a new one. Seasons change. Doesn't always mean it's bad, and we don't always like change. (laughs) One of my least favorite sayings, uh, and if you say it to me after the service, I will probably not like you. Uh, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It was one of my least favorite sayings of all time. We are all broken. (laughs) We all need fixed. 
So if you're saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you got to work on yourself. (laughs) We are meant to change because we are broken and it needs fixed. And that is the redemptive love of Jesus. (laughs) He gives us the option to be fixed. He gives us the option to be saved. He is our Savior. So embrace the season of change. Second thing about seasons is they are marked by hindsight. It can be really hard to be in the valley and to see a way out of the valley. One of my favorite truths about following God is that he doesn't waste our pain. There is always a story to be shared, a lesson to be learned, and growth to be had. The more that we realize what God has for us in that season. When we don't reflect, we miss out on what God had for us in that season. Not that every situation or circumstance is, is good in our idea of what good is, uh, but, but God has a, a unique way of turning our pain and sufferings and, and hardships into to us seeing more of his faithfulness and goodness when we hold faith in him. When you are in a season, you hardly know that you're in that season. Right? It's, really, it's really easy to stand on the mountaintop and think, there's no way I'm coming down from here, and then you come down from there. <laughs> it's really hard to see the sun that's around the corner when you're in the valley. We don't know oftentimes the seasons that we're in because seasons are marked by hindsight. We rarely see the reason for the season until we are out of it. I remember at the start of 2020, if you were here for that, uh, we did a series called 2020. The graphic had like a, a pair of glasses, you know, the, the two O's, like it was like peering into the future. Like we were like really cool. Like, man, what does God have for us in 2020? It was so awesome. And then three months later in March, it was like, why did we do that? Um, right, hindsight. Looking back, I can laugh that we did this series like we knew what was going to happen. Seasons are marked by hindsight. Uh, I'll share this little gem of a picture with you all today, and I'll just keep my head down in shame. I'll know it's up there when you laugh. Yep, yep. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow is right. Yeah. There's hope, middle schoolers, there's hope. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) <laughs> the chili bowl sitting on top of the head. Yeah, you can take that down. Uh, <laughs> seasons are marked by hindsight, right? What was I thinking in this season? And I'm sure you all have a picture where you're like wondering, what was I thinking? And it marks a season of wondering what I was thinking. Hindsight. But what about our actions, our responses, the words we say, we don't say? It's all hindsight, right? When we take time to reflect, we can sit back and wonder, man, God, what what were you doing in that season of life? What was I supposed to learn? But if we don't ask those questions, we'll never never know. That's why I think it's, it's crucial that as Jesus followers, we take time to reflect on the seasons of life that we've walked through. Because if we don't understand where we've been, we will never understand where we're headed, and how we're growing. We have to embrace the reality that we have to reflect on the past before we can ever embrace the future. One of my favorite quotes about hindsight uh, is from the great theological source of Disney's hit classic, The Lion King. Bear with me as I share this. Uh, 
Everyone cringes. Ah, Lion King. It's a great movie. Um, if you don't remember the scene, I'll set it up for you. Simba, uh, the, you know, the lion, he's grown up. Uh, he, he's, he's finally coming to grips with, like, someone from his pride is still uh, around. You know, Nala comes visits him, all that kind of stuff, when he's running around with the meerkat and I forget their name, Timon and Pumbaa. And he's trying to, like, he's, he's on this life journey. Like, what do I need to do? So Simba's running around with Rafiki the monkey, and he's talking about how Simba needs to face his past and return to be the king of the pride land. Simba doesn't want to go home and face his past, right? He says, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. The monkey, Rafiki, hits Simba in the head with his staff. And Simba says, ouch, why did you do that? And Rafiki says, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. And Simba says, yeah, but it still hurts. And Rafiki says, oh yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it is you can either run from it or learn from it. And then he takes another swing at Simba and Simba moves out of the way. He learned from the past. He had hindsight of what literally just happened moments ago. If we aren't able to learn from our past, we will never know how to change in the future. And this is what I mean by our seasons being marked by hindsight. If I wasn't able to look back at that middle school picture of me, I'd probably be up here with the same haircut. <laughs> but hindsight, <laughs> reflection, and coming out on the other side of a season is part of our understanding and growth toward understanding how God is working in our lives. We have to take time to reflect on our growth and the mistakes of the past seasons. Proverbs 26, 11 says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so, a fool, so fools repeat their folly. Need I say more? <laughs> Third, uh, seasons are meant to be embraced. One of the things I have learned about myself uh, is that I struggle deeply with how much I just look into the future and just truck through whatever season of life I'm in. Right now, we are raising kids, and uh, when, we, when we first had Elliot uh, in his first year, uh, it, was the, it was the COVID year. We just had him in January of 2020. Um, you know, no one really knew what was going on, and I just kept saying, oh, I can't wait till he can crawl. Oh, I can't wait till he can feed himself. I can't wait till he can walk. I can't wait till he can start communicating with us. That one I regret slightly. <laughs> Do you know a toddler asks over 400 whys a day? You get what I'm saying. It's easy to think when we start that new job, when we start that new diet, when we start that new workout plan, when we finally get over this sickness, we think all is better. It's so easy to just trudge through the season and not embrace where God has you. When we wish away the season, we are never fully present to what God actually has for us. God has done a work in my life. I don't, I don't want to find myself saying, I can't wait for anymore when it comes to my, raising my kids. I want to be with them. I want to be right there, right where they are, right now, as sleepless as the nights might be, as many toys and Legos as I step on, as many diapers have to be changed. I want to embrace the season. Wherever you find yourself sitting in this room, you have lungs to breathe the air around you. 
You have blood going through your veins. You are in a season of life that needs to be embraced. Maybe you need new community in this season. Maybe you need a new study to get you started. Maybe you need to give CR a try. Shameless plug, I heard they're kicking off a new season next month and they have a teen study that your kids can participate in when you attend. Shameless plug, ended. Maybe you just need to say no to something. Maybe you need to say yes to something, to be more involved, to to meet new people. Maybe you need to just learn to let go of control. Whatever it takes, embrace the season you're in. Because when we embrace the season we're in, it makes the hindsight easier. It makes the changes that we go through easier. We find ourselves trusting in God more, asking, Father, not my will be done, but yours be done. We are entering a new year, and while that might not fully be a new season for you, It's meant to be embraced. What season of life are you in and how can you embrace it? Empty, empty nesters, single parenting, teenager, it doesn't matter. There is something God has for you. He has a plan for your life and no matter how long or short that may be, until it is over, there is work to be done. And what a joy that he has chosen us, these broken vessels, to be a part of it. What do you want to learn about? in this next season? What what are you embracing in your current season? What does God have for you? Questioning what it means to follow Jesus in the new year. We have a new series starting next week called Practicing the Way of Jesus and what that means for us in 2024. What does it mean to just follow Jesus? What does it mean to just let go of all the things you've held on to for so long? What does it mean to actually practice silence and solitude, to sit at the Father's feet? What does it mean to do the things that Jesus did 2,000 years ago? Church, let's be a church that embraces seasons of change, reflects well on our past failures and successes, and be a church that is embracing such a time as this. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with man and God. And I pray that that is the case for us as well. Let me pray for us. God, you are good. You are so good. Oftentimes our words don't even do it justice. We know where we've been, God. Deep down inside of our hearts, we know, we know the things. We know what hurts. We know what needs tended to. We know what needs mended. I pray that we embrace those things. That we learn, we learn from the past so we know what you have for us in the future that we know what you have for us right now. Lord, be with us and guide us into this new year. May you be with us in this new season. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.